Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 364 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about student loans, uh, specifically in lieu of some new news that has come out about student loans and student loan repayment uh, that I think is very pertinent. And I know many of you out there likely have student loans that uh, you're either actively paying on or that you're sitting on right now uh, or that you're soon going to have to pay on. Uh, and I want you to have the lowdown on everything student loan related, uh, especially this new news that's come out. So uh, hopefully this can be really helpful to you guys and help you navigate your way through uh, this student loan hole that so many people are in uh, and get you to the other side and uh, get you out of debt and get you into long-term financial freedom. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So there was news out yesterday about student loans and many uh, perceive it as good news. And I'm not going to say it's bad news, uh, but I think it's good news uh, for a different reason than most might. Right, And this news is this, the Biden administration extends the payment pause for student loan borrowers until May 1st of 2022. And many people feel like this is a good thing because they're like, yeah, I don't have to uh, you know, pay on my student loans uh, for another however many months beyond what it was going to be, right? And so everybody feels real good about it. They're like, yeah, I'm just not going to pay on them uh, anymore. That's not why I see this as a good thing. I see this as a good thing, not because uh, student loan borrowers don't have to pay, which I, I understand why that would be your thought process. Uh, the good part about this is that the pause is on interest as well as the repayment. So your loans, they are not accruing interest, nor are you having to pay on them. Right, uh, And so since you don't have to pay on them, but you can, and they're not accruing interest, this actually becomes the best time to pay on them. Right, The best time to pay on any loan is when it is at no interest. Right, um, People always want to take out 0% debt. Why? Because they don't want to pay the interest. Well, if you don't want to pay the interest on your student loans, the absolute best time uh, to put money on your student loans, pay your student loans off, is while uh, they are not making you pay them off. Right, so you have the next four plus months, right, until this uh, comes up May first of 2022, and who knows what they're going to choose to do uh, from there on, or if they're just going to keep kicking this can down the road. Um, that you know you'll be able to you know look forward and um, hopefully pay off some student loans between now and then without them accruing interest. That would be extremely beneficial to everyone who has student loans, and especially those who have student loans at higher interest rates uh, or higher amounts. Right, you can knock down some of that student loan uh, balance before you actually get to the point where it is accruing interest again. 
Now, if you know me and you know this show, you know how much I hate student loans and how much I think, you know, even though I work in academia, I work uh, at a university, um, I really feel like student loans are such a hindrance uh, on individ most individuals, right, uh, going to school. I, I don't think it's a good idea for any of you. I don't think it's a good idea for any of you to be taking out student loans. And you may say, well, Dylan, this is my only option. It's the only way I could ever pay with school. No, it's not. It's not the only way you could ever pay for school, right? There are other ways. It may be the only way you can do it on your timeline. It may be the only way you can do it uh, the traditional route, uh, but it's not the only way that you can do it. There, there are ways that you can do it otherwise. You can work, right? You can go to cheaper schools. You can make decisions uh, that will get you to where you want to be, to where you don't have to take out uh, student loans, right? And I push you towards not taking out student loans. But what I also know is that so many of you already have them, right? So many of you already have student loans. And you're like, okay, Dylan, I, I don't need uh, the, you know, what for about not going into student loan debt. I'm already in it. So what, what do you want me to do? What, what do I need to know about uh, what's going on? And that's what I hope to help you with. Uh, because I don't want to make you feel bad about the fact that you've taken out student loan debt. I want to help you to get to the other side. I want to help you to get to the part uh, where you're not in student loan debt anymore because I've been there, right? I was in student loan debt myself. I came out of uh, college in student loan debt um, and got myself out and paid it all off. And it stinks to have to you know, pay off that large amount of money that you could have invested for your future or kept for um, you know, other things, saved for other things, or bought things that you wanted and you didn't, right? You had to pay off your student loans and that stinks. But uh, once you're on the other side of your student loans, I mean, there's so much freedom, right? And that's not just student loans, that's any debt. That's why I tell you guys to get out of debt in the financial action plan because once you are out of debt, you have money, right? You have options, you have choices uh, as to things that you can do with your money. And student loans becomes one of the largest debts that many people ever take out. Um, and so being able to get that paid off, being able to uh, deal with that in a timely manner uh, is extremely important. So I think we should just start off real quick uh, just with you know some student loan statistics, right? I know some of the numbers are outrageous, but uh, let's just look at some statistics. And this was uh, updated November 17th, right? So a little over uh, a month ago, but it should be pretty accurate as to what's going on today. So uh, student loan debt in the United States totals 1.75 trillion and grows six times faster than the nation's economy, right? So the amount of student loans that we're taking out uh, is growing, right? The growth rate of the student loans we're taking out is six times faster than the growth of the United States economy, which is outrageous. That's crazy, right? 43.2 million student borrowers are in debt. And just to let you know, there's only 300 and something million of us in the United States. So over 10% of the United States population has student loan debt. Okay. And the average of those in student loan debt is $39,351 a piece, right? So this is not a tiny debt. This is a large debt uh, for most people, right? And 39,000 is a do, I, I want to give you this, 39,000 is a doable amount of debt to pay off, right? You can absolutely pay off this amount. It may seem like a lot, but it can absolutely be done with some sacrifice and with, um, you know, some intentionality in your financial life. It can absolutely be paid off, right? But I know some of you out there have 120 and some of you out there have 300,000 and that seems debilitating. And hopefully you're making an income that is commensurate with that student loan debt amount that you took out. 
The sad part is that a lot of people aren't, right? The sad part is a lot of people have, you know, these $39,351 in student loan debt, uh, and they make $30,000 a year uh, at an entry-level job. And it's just, you know, how do I get ahead with this? And, and I know that is a tough question for a ton of people. Now, continuing with these statistics, and we'll get to uh, some of the actionable things for you guys as we move forward. So, approximately 42.9 million Americans with federal student loan debt uh, owe, owe an average of $37,105 for their federal loans. So uh, federal loans uh, make up the vast majority of student loan borrowers. And then more than 35 million of these borrowers qualified for general student debt relief under the CARES Act of 2020. The average public university student, uh, they borrow $30,030 to attain a bachelor's degree. So that means the vast majority of public university students are taking out student loan debt, right? So what about student loan debt balances over time? Well, in 2003, the amount of student loan debt uh, in the United States was about $330 billion, right? Now it is $1.7 trillion, okay? So we can just look in the last 10 years. So let's look uh, 2011, uh, 960 billion approximately, right? So we've almost doubled in the last 10 years the amount of student loan debt in the United States. It is outrageous. It's crazy, right? Now, the impact that COVID-19 has had on student debt, I think is important because the whole reason that, um, you know, they have pushed this uh, payment date back, the date when you're going to have to pay your student loans again back is because they're saying that COVID is still having an impact, right? So let's talk about some impacts that COVID has had on student loan debt. So the nationwide student loan debt balance increased 8.28% uh, in 2020. The average student loan debt, meanwhile, uh, increased 4.5%, okay? Uh, in May of 2020, 9% of borrowers who attended public universities uh, were behind on their student loan payments. 7% of borrowers who attended private nonprofit institutions and 24% of borrowers who attended private for-profit schools were behind on their loan payments. By July, 11.2% of adults with student loan debt reported that they were unable to make at least one student loan payment uh, that year to date. In early 2020, 75.3% of private student loans were in repayment, while 20% were in deferment. And while many private lenders offered suspension and payments of up to three months, few, if any, deferred interest, right? Um, so there was a, just a lot going on, right, with student loan debt last year and the ability to pay uh, and things like that. So there's just uh, big numbers, crazy numbers, lots of things to take in. Uh, the averages are crazy, over $30,000 per university student on the public level. Uh, and then, you know, the for-profit private students, uh, over $43,000 is the average for them. So uh, just crazy. And and what student loans are, um, you know, indirectly impacting, or I guess you could say indirectly, maybe more of a direct impact, but um, just think about it. If you can take out a loan to purchase something, right? Uh, and that loan is not, um, you know, reliant on your ability to repay it, right? Because for federal student loans, uh, they don't, you know, check your credit worthiness, right? It's just, you know, if you need loans, you get loans, right? Uh, if you've ever filled out FAFSA and you've seen what they offer you, uh, you know that this is the case. Given that that's how this goes, um, then, you know, if you're taking out loans basically uh, in a way that is, uninhibited, right? The, the amount can 
increase and nobody cares if you can repay them or not, then what are institutions going to do? They're just going to keep increasing the cost of the institution. Why wouldn't they, right? If they know that people can continue taking out student loans uh, at an, in an uninhibited way, right? Just continuing uh, in the amount upward and upward and upward and that they would continue doing it, uh, then the universities are going to continue to increase their costs 100%. And they have, right? Uh, the student loan debt growth outpaces, though, the rise in tuition costs by 353.8%, which is crazy, right? That means the amount of people going in debt, right? The, the increase uh, in student loan debt amount is far outpacing the rise in tuition, right? Now, that rise in tuition naturally comes along with it uh, but that means there are tons uh, of student loan borrowers that are coming in and saying, yeah, this is a, a value proposition I'm willing to take. But it is a value proposition that you're willing to take until you see the impacts that it has. Right? I listen to the Dave Ramsey show all the time and um, you listen to some of the calls. Most of the callers uh, are you know, people who have student loan debt. Right? They, they are crippled by the fact that they have student loan debt. They are having to struggle uh, along because they have student loans that are weighing them down. And that's not what I want for you guys. I want you guys uh, to actually have the ability to um, you know, live financially free. And if you have student loan debt around your neck, it's just going to be hard to get to that place. So what do I suggest that you do, right? What do I suggest that you do if you have student loan debt, right? First of all, hopefully you don't have outrageous amounts relative to your income, right? Because um, if you have a puny income, but you have... You know, let, let's say you make $40,000 a year, but you have $150,000 in student loan debt or $100,000 in student loan debt. Um, it's going to take a lot of time to pay off that student loan debt. So in that case, your income is going to be a big problem. You're going to need to work like a dog uh, in order to get your income up in order to pay off your student loans. Truly, the only person that you can rely on to pay off your student loans is yourself, right? Uh, because we keep hearing People say that they're going to pay off your student loans. They're going to cancel this amount of student loan debt. Um, but has it happened? Right? Have you seen it happen? I haven't. Right? I haven't seen anybody uh, in Washington just reach down and wipe the slate clean for the average individual. It's just absolutely not happening. Um, and the fact that it's not happening, and especially in today's day and age, the fact that it's not happening tells me that there's a lot of special interest as to why it should not happen. And think about this. If you just retire this much debt, right? If you just say, you know, cancel all this debt, what about, you know, the actual people that you owe the debts to? Right? Just think about that just for a second. You may, you know, benefit greatly if your debt uh, was forgiven or canceled or whatever. But think about this. Think about if um, you lent somebody some money and ultimately, uh, you know, the government came in and said, nope. You, you know, that person doesn't owe you money anymore, right? That doesn't work out well for you, right? Or that person doesn't have to pay you interest anymore. That doesn't, person doesn't have to make their payments to you anymore. That doesn't work out well for you, right? Um, it only uh, works out well for the person who owed money. But if you were the one who was lending the money, it doesn't work out well. So just from a moral standpoint, right? Repaying what you owe is what you should do, right? You should repay what you owe. Even though it seems debilitating, even though it seems crazy, uh, repaying what you owe is the number one way that you can get out of student loan debt, right? It's not student loan forgiveness. It's not, you know, all these different things that you can do to try to get yourself out of it, right? It is actually sitting down and paying off your student loans, 
right? Now I'm not saying that getting student loan forgiveness wouldn't be a fantastic thing for many people and allow them to move up economically. I'm not saying that that's not the case. I'm just saying um, it's not happening, right? It hasn't happened. It doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. So, so what, right? What are you going to do? Are you going to sit around and wait for somebody else uh, to take you know, control of your life and, and do the thing that needs to be done? Uh, or are you going to take the reins and go and get it done yourself? Because that needs to be the priority, not uh, sitting around and waiting for someone else to you know, do whatever needs done. So what do we do? How do we pay off student loans? You use the debt snowball method. So you do this in the fourth part uh, of the financial action plan, along with paying off the rest of your consumer debt other than your mortgage. So the way that we do this is what? We line up all of our debts, every single one, from smallest to largest, right? And you may say, well, of course, my student loan is going to be my largest debt. Well, maybe so. But if you look within your student loans, it's not one big loan, right? What it is, is a bunch of smaller loans that build up to this uh, large amount typically, right? So what you would do is uh, you would take each of those individual loans, right? And you would write them out. Okay, and so the way that you're going to go about doing this is you and, and most of these student loan repayment websites will allow you to do this. So this is um, very good. You pay off your smallest debt, right, while making minimum payments on all the other debts. Okay, so if your smallest debt is one of the loans, then you'll make minimum payments, right? You'll make your minimum student loan payment and then you'll put extra on that smallest loan until that smallest loan is paid off. Right, and then uh, you will continue paying minimums on all of them, and then you'll roll what you were paying on that very smallest one into the next smallest, right? Uh, and you will continue on down the line until you get to the largest one and get that one paid off. And look, like I said, this may be a very difficult thing to do if you're in a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand dollars of student loan debt, right? Uh, but it is doable, right? It just requires you sacrificing. You don't need to be doing a lot of things that you want to do during this time, right? I tell you guys in the financial action plan, because the first part is have a unique monthly budget. The second part is uh, have a small emergency fund, right? Have a one month of household expenses emergency fund. The third part is if you have an employer match offered to you in an employer-sponsored retirement account, take it. Don't invest any more than that. Just take the match if it is offered to you. If it's not, then don't invest anything at all. And then the fourth part, we're putting every single uh, you know, dollar that we have, every single amount of money that we have above uh, the amount that we've put away in our emergency fund and our minimum payments on things and uh, you know the bills that we pay. Any extra dollar that you have, you are throwing it at your debt until your debt is completely paid off. And you can do this. I promise you, you can do this, but this may require you uh, to make more income. So you might have to take on extra jobs, right? This may require you to completely stop doing anything elective in your life for some period of time, but write out a plan, have a plan as to how long this is going to take you. Um, and it, legitimately, you might be in an income crunch and income may be your problem here and you need a bigger income in order to attack uh, this with any type of um, you know velocity. But for a lot of people, it's just about having a plan and beginning. Because given that the average is thirty-something thousand dollars, the average median household income is in the sixty thousand uh, dollar a year range, right? If you can live on forty, which most of you can live on forty, if you're making sixty, you can live on forty, and then taking the other twenty gross and throwing it uh, at your student loans over a couple years, you can get them paid off, right? I know it's not easy. I know that's not perfect math. I know it's not taking into account taxes and insurance and all these types of things right? But it can be done, right? It 100% can be done. It just takes sacrifice and your willingness to do so. And you may be saying, well, what if I don't want to pay them off? Well, 
I don't want you carrying your student alone around like it's a pet, right? And I don't want you uh, to be throwing this, you know, extra cash flow out the window every single month. I want this to be paid off. Then we can, in you know, a very aggressive way, begin uh, investing and moving forward in our financial lives, which I tell you to do in the financial action plan, right? Um, so you are the secret sauce here. You are uh, the one who can get you out of student loan debt, uh, but you have to have a plan. You have to have income that is going to allow you to pay it off in some reasonable amount of time. Um, and you know the more power you can put behind it by more sacrifice and um, you know more income, you know absolutely do it. Sacrifice for a short amount of time. That way you can really enjoy your life over a longer period of time. And the more we can pay on these now, remember, while these are not accruing interest and while they are not requiring payment, the more that you can pay on them now, the better. Uh, that way you can get them really paid off uh, quickly, uh, especially if your interest rates are anything significant or the amount is quite significant, then you can go ahead and knock these uh, you know, values down uh, at least some before uh, repayment is required again. Now, let's look at, um, I just want, you know, before we go, I want us to talk about the seven types of student loan help, right? Some of these are good, some of these are bad, some of these are horrendous, right? Uh, but these are ways that you can get rid of your student loan payments, right? Um, so number one, student loan forgiveness, right? Um, Student loan forgiveness is not all it's cracked up to be. It would be great if all you had to do is let your lender know that uh, you regret going into debt and say sorry, um, and they would drop it, but it's way more complicated than that, right? There are several programs that offer forgiveness, but there are a few types uh, that are most common, right? Teacher student loan forgiveness um, is one, right, where you know if you teach you know, low-income students for some period of time, uh, you can apply for forgiveness, um, after you've taught for a certain number of years, there's public service student loan forgiveness, right? This is where you take a, you know, a public job, right? A government type job, uh, for 10 years. And during that 10 years, you can't have a single late payment on your student loans. Uh, but you know, this type of public service, you know, student loan forgiveness is not happening, uh, far and away, right? So we need to be doing this, uh, on our own, not to mention, right? If you pay on this for 10 years, and then have it forgiven, you could have probably paid it off, whatever amount it was, uh, and not had it be so costly for you. Then there's disability discharge forgiveness. Uh, so this is if you have a permanent disability, you're eligible for total and permanent disability discharge, uh, which would be something that you know you could take advantage of if you fall into uh, into that situation. And then. There's forgiveness due to a problem with your school, right? So if you've been defrauded by a college or your college ceases to exist or whatever, uh, you can get your loans forgiven as well. So if any of these options do fit your situation, you can start the process, right? But uh, consider the trouble in you know paying on something for 10 years or teaching in a low-income area for five years or whatever. And then obviously, if you're not disabled or your school still exists and didn't defraud you, then uh, you're going to have to look in different areas. So that's forgiveness, right? That's what forgiveness looks like now, right? Um, but for most people, forgiveness just is not panning out in the way that they should. That's why we need to pay them off ourselves. Then there's income-based repayment, right? You can get your balance forgiven. Uh, if you can't get your balance forgiven, an income-based repayment program uh, could lower your monthly payments. Uh, now, how much depends on your family's income and size. You can apply for, for programs on the Federal Student Aid website uh, and see which one works best for you. Uh, all of them pretty much work the same though. 
they cap your payment somewhere between 10 and 20% of your discretionary income. And if you keep making the payments for 20 or 25 years, whatever's left will be forgiven. But again, do you want to be paying on these things for 20 or 25 years? I know I absolutely do not, right? So sometimes it's just going to be better to bite the bullet and do this on your own. Then the third is service member benefits. So uh, if you were in the military, you could get interest rate reductions, payment reductions, postponed payments, uh, post-active duty student deferment, National Guard duty, mandatory forbearance. Now, even if you qualify for any of these, it should not be your main plan of attack to get rid of your student loans, right? Uh, again, we can have some benefits available to us, uh, but again, you are the secret sauce. You are the one that's going to be able uh, to pay your loans off quickly. Don't let an interest rate reduction or deferment be an excuse to slow down on your repayment. Get Let that be the motivation uh, to get them paid off quicker because you're not going to owe as much in interest as you move forward. Then there's student loan deferment, right? Another form of help is student loan deferment. Uh, and while you know, I recommend that you do all you can to avoid deferment, um, you need to know what it is. A deferment is a pause on your student loan payment, but, and this is key, right? Uh, in many cases, the interest continues to accrue while you are not making payments, right? So even though you're not having to make payments for some time, you're still uh, increasing the balance with the interest, right? It gets stacked onto what you already owe, and that's a really bad deal. Now, you can be eligible for deferment if you are in rehab, if you're in a graduate fellowship program, if you're going back to school at least half time, if you're actively serving in the Peace Corps, um, if you're unemployed or underemployed while seeking full-time work. Uh, but in most cases, a student loan deferment is a quick fix that actually creates a bigger problem, right? Pushing things down the road that you're ultimately going to have to pay anyway. So um, deferments may be necessary for you in some way, shape, or form, but uh, we want to be out of deferment and actually paying on our student loans. Then student loan forbearance. And this is the one they get confused most with uh, deferment, but this is a different thing. Forbearance is a pause or reduction of your student loan payments. And you can request a forbearance uh, if you're unable to pay or make payments because of financial difficulties, medical expenses, change in income, or some other reason uh, that your uh, loan servicer may approve. The key word here is approve. It's up to the loan servicer to give you forbearance right? Uh, but it has the same problem as deferment, only worse, right? The interest always adds up when your loan is in forbearance. And you can choose to keep paying the interest, which is a lot better than letting it grow. But how much help is it really if you're in a tough spot financially or whatever, right? Uh, this doesn't get the debt out of your life. Again, it's just a stop or a pause. Um, and this is, again, not going to help you. It's not going to fix your problem of having student loans. Then there's student loan refinancing, right? Now, we can get behind this. This is not um, an always a bad thing, and in, in many cases, it's a good thing, right? The less interest that we have to pay, the better, right? Uh, so the basic idea behind refinancing is a win-win, right? You might be able to lock in a lower fixed interest rate uh, or a better term, right? Which means you can pay your student loans off cheaper and quicker than you expected, right? So um, there's plenty of, of ways to do this and you can do it with you know no loan origination fees you can have a fixed interest rate shorter terms lower rates no drop in motivation right because uh, with a lower interest rate and a shorter term you can get this thing paid off a lot quicker um, and that's what we want for our student loans pay them off as quickly as possible and pay as little as we can in interest as we would want to on any loan and then 
The last way that you can get student loan help is help for loan delinquency or default. Now, falling into delinquency or default is a worst case scenario, right? So what does this mean? Being delinquent means that you miss a payment and the delinquency ends when you get payments up to date. Uh, if you stay delinquent 90 days or more, your loan servicer will report it to the three major credit bureaus and you get a nasty hit on your credit score. If you go too long, though, without making payments, they will move you from delinquency to default. Uh, and this depends on your lender, but uh, with most federal loans, you can expect your loan to go into a default about uh, nine months of non-payment later, right? So defaulting on your loans brings all kinds of trouble. You might be looking at lawsuits, garnish wages. The lender may demand that you pay the remaining balance immediately. On top of that, if you default on your student loans, uh, you won't get things like the child tax credit, which many people uh, are really you know, banking on and liking right now. Um, if you've missed a payment or feel, fear that you will soon, um, you know you need to do the best you can uh, to get paying on your loans and make sure that you don't miss them over a long period of time because being delinquent uh, or defaulted on your student loans is one of the worst things uh, that can ultimately happen. So look, I don't want to leave you on a sour note. I want to leave you on a positive note. And the positive note is this. You can pay off your student loans, right? Do not rely on the government uh, to get your student loans paid off. Is there, if there's any reasonable way you can get forgiveness, by all means, right? But ultimately, you are the secret sauce. You are the one that has the power to get this paid off. You just have to take the responsibility into your own hands and actually do it. And while you have this time of no interest, while you have this time of no required payments, pay off as much as you can, and you'll be able to move forward uh, with a lower balance and hopefully some momentum uh, to get your financial life right and move into a place uh, where you can experience long-term financial freedom. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope uh, for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.